Hey everybody, welcome back to another Photog Adventures podcast. I'm Aaron King. I'm Brendan Porter. With families and day jobs, we know it's hard to find time to get out there with your camera. So Brendan and I joined together and made the commitment to go out consistently and build up our landscape and astrophotography portfolios. We live in Utah and are lucky to have so many beautiful landscapes all around us. Not only do we have five national parks right here in Utah, but we are only a day or less drive away from 30 other national parks. So we created PhotogAdventures.com, this podcast, and our YouTube channel to chronicle our adventures. Come along with us to amazing places and learn from our mistakes and our successes. We hope that you will get out there too and have a photog adventure of your own. It's episode 94 and we're back Ooh, with the 94. Photog Adventures podcast. Yeah, and it's guys. Tuesday night, recording the podcast the night before it releases. You know, in year three, Brendan, mm-hmm. I'm saying that we are going to batch some freaking episodes ahead of time. Kirk would si. love it if we did si, that. Si, senor, we should do that. Si, senor. Yes. Thank you for being inclusive and our new national, <laughs> our new trade partners, Canada and Mexico. Awesome. So how, what's that all about? Si, senor, eh? And not to be stereotypical <laughs> and offensive. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast, guys. We are finally now on October 9th, celebrating what happened a month ago on September mm. 8th. When Photog Adventures, we formally, formally put up our first podcast and our first videos ever on September 8th, 2016. Si, dos años. Okay, now you're still going with the Spanish. <laughs> you're famous for Spanish, so let's just keep I'm it going. So famous for my Spanish. <laughs> In the third year, I guess Brendan's promise to us is that he'll be more bilingual. I am. So I now- should practice my... I should practice my Spanish more because my wife really appreciates that. Oh, so, yeah? yeah? She likes the Spanish dance, she too? Li- no, no, my dancing is not <laughs> not that is no, no. not as solid as yours. But si, my senor. accent for my Spanish is much better. I don't. I don't think <laughs> you should keep doing it. <laughs> so we've had two full years of Photog adventures. I look at this yeah. logo with pride on the wall, pride as I spit in the microphone and pop, 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 because I don't have a pop yeah, filter pop on filter? this. We have like three of them. Where they go? Uh, yeah, I don't know we'll because they're somewhere. We just moved into the new studio. It's probably a little more echoey right now because we haven't put anything on the walls. They're going to catch things, we're going to put canvases, other That's stuff. True. So this is studio number three for us, technically. Yeah, third year studio. So. <laughs> <laughs> two, That's true. Two of them have been attached to places I've lived. Thank you for dealing with that. Yeah, so here we are. <laughs> so now that we're looking at a third year in ahead of us, a third mm-hmm. year, this podcast, we want to talk a lot about where we've been, the excitement, and what's going to happen going forward, Yeah, and talk about some cool announcements for 2019. We and do so have some cool stuff going on. We're so. going to talk about those today. Yeah, We're going to talk about a quick announcement, and then we're going to go back and forth. Brendan's going to ask us questions that we're mm-hmm. going to answer, and I'm going to pull and break in between these questions. I'm going to break things up with some stats like I've done in the past, just to look at, holy crap, where have we come in the last last two years this is a little self-aggrandizing it's like look at what photog adventures has done but i hope that some of you out there either just take interest in this information at least Mm -hmm. if not where you guys should do is take pride in it because all of what i'm going to talk about is thanks to you guys oh my gosh yeah seriously our audience Mm. is the best it's it's absolutely it's growing you guys are you guys are awesome you guys are really loyal we love you guys just in case you don't really know that we love you, trust me, we love you. We really appreciate you. I mean, it's hard to start throwing out shout-out names right now because there's so many of you that I'm just neglecting mm. by doing this. But Joan Escala just said, Joan Escala's like, hey, count me in to help you out. Phil Sisto just yesterday, maybe it was even today, mm. is like, count me in to help you. I want to help you. These guys are awesome. Yeah. They don't just want to throw like patron money towards us. They want mm-hmm. to help us mm-hmm. and do work for free. Kurt Kai is working for free. Rob Bryan working for free. Jeff Peterson, Dan Lindhart, all of our admins, you know, mm-hmm. Scott, Scott, who's Scott? 
I just made up a name. (laughs) Dean Vincent. Daryl Harrington. There's someone's name, Scott, who's going to be excited about that. I love you, Scott. You've done a great (laughs) job. There's like 10 Scots like, hey, awesome. (laughs) He's talking about me. (laughs) Daryl Harrington, Dean Vincent, Rob Bryant, Daniel Lindhart, Josh Moore, and um, okay, I'm sorry I'm saying the last name right. It was Rob Bryant, the last one, right? Daryl, Dean, Brent, Dan, Rob Bryant, and... Um, Josh, that's all six. Yes. Okay. I think I said some of their names twice, and that's what made me scared. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't want to leave anyone out or last. And mm-hmm. so all of you guys, they've been completely working for free. So this is your guys' success. Well freaking done. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you so much. Kirk Kynes does our show notes, and he'll take this episode tonight and try and get it up for with me by Wednesday morning. And he probably won't have any time because we recorded it late Tuesday night. So I'll do this one. But in the future, I'll have him some show notes. Yeah. So yeah. just... Thank you, guys. Two years. Two fantastic years. Oh, it's just amazing. So to start off, let's do an announcement. We have an announcement because why? Because we wrote on a board our goals for the third year, Mm -hmm. and we have one area where we had one area on our board that we didn't have any answers to what we were going to do to make that goal come about. But But we just wrote it down. We wrote it down. We put it it out out there. there. You believe in a God, you believe in the universe, you're putting it out there, man. It really does matter. And Mm. as soon as you write that goal down, guess what happens? Things start working. The gears start turning. People start talking. So you tell them what it is I'm talking about and what the first thing is. And I'll mention the other one just in short. So the first thing is the create photography retreat in Las Vegas. Yes. Coming out in, when is it? March? Oh, you know what? We should have the actual dates. It's up on my computer right there, but I'll pull them up. But we put on the board, we wanted to do conferences. Yes. On the board, we wrote conferences and and, uh, book club, or sorry, photo clubs. Book clubs. clubs And book clubs. (laughs) We We don't know why, but... (laughs) Just no, really photo clubs. Books. We wanted to do a tour of photo clubs and we wanted to do some conferences and create photography has got a hold of us and we're on their website now and it's awesome. Like There's even a video from of, Nick Page out there that says, I think I'm the last one that they've asked to teach. And he's like, no, we're, like, nope, we're the last nope, one. Sorry, Maybe Nick. not even the last <laughs> ones. But when you go to the homepage of createphotographyretreat.com, you will see our faces there at the bottom. Brendan Porter, Elise Bender, Aaron yeah. King. Hey, Elise, you're on there. Awesome. So you know, there's going to be Richard Bernar- Bernabe. Sorry, Richard. Richard, Jenna Martin, Connor Hibbs, Nick Page, Erica Kay, Jeff Harmon, Heather Taylor, Greg Benz, Brennan Porter, Elise Bender, Aaron King. That's an awesome lineup. I'm really excited to hang out with these guys. We're honored to be on this list with them. Holy crap. We're so freaking lucky. And so the dates, the dates are going to be March 28th through March 30th. And if you've gone to the Improved Photography Retreat in 2017, that March, they did one in 2018 and then it became the Create Photography Retreat. I even think that the 2018 one became the Create Photography Retreat, but I'm not sure. So it's the same guy. It's the same thing though, guys. It's from the the Improved Photography retreat guys so, yeah. yeah so it's an awesome opportunity to really you know work on a very inexpensive conference to have a chance out there up your skills hang out with great photographers hang out with other peers in photography and learn brenda and i will be teaching uh, pres- giving presentations throughout the three days plus mm-hmm. doing sunri- sunset and milky way shots the two nights mm-hmm. that it covers so that yeah. uh 
Uh, what day would that be? I guess that would end up being the 28th night and the 29th night. And the 30th night, we actually do our own workshop that we'll be selling to people to come join with us. So. Yeah. So, I mean, guys, if you have an opportunity, Vegas is easy and cheap to get to. The conference is cheap when you compare to other workshops. Oh, yeah. Like come the, out, out of hang Chicago, out. out of Moab stuff is you've far got, more money. Oh, yeah. You've got tons of people, tons of classes to choose from, tons of great photographers to learn from. And uh, even just hang out. Come and hang out with us, man. Come on. Come on. Come on. You don't want to learn anything. Come just come hang out. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you guys do go, go to createphotographyretreat.com forward slash photog, photog, P-H-O-T-O-G. And you'll see our page, which isn't anything like terribly customized to photog adventures. Mm-hmm. It looks exactly like for the retreat stuff, but it has mm-hmm. our names sign up under us. And you can see that, um, our, some more photos and some of our, our bio stuff there, but, cool. uh, yeah. go through that link to show, Hey, create for the retreat. It was good to bring these guys on because I'm going, I can't wait to join them over there. Yeah. And Las Vegas is a cheap flight guys. Yeah. It's such a cheap flight from everywhere. And you can get to really cool places and come hang out with us. It would be a blast. I'm going to drive there. Yes, we will. <laughs> <laughs> so to begin the the meat of the podcast. Where is the meat? We'll start off with the stats of the podcast themselves. Ooh. And it's really cool for us to see this. And I hope you guys take pride in it. But 144,000 podcast listens. That means wow. 144,000 times with a lot of people who had multiple listens. Mm-hmm have listened there, sat there in their car, worked out, driven somewhere, done photography, and listened to our stupid voices. That's so cool. That is cool. Should we get like a dollar for every listen? Like seriously, that'd be amazing. It would have been incredible. How come we're not doing, wait. We actually have an announcement about that, Brendan. (laughs) We're going to do it. We're going to talk about how we're going to make a little bit of money off the podcast. Okay. All we have to do is fleece. No, we're not going to fleece anyone. We are going to add awesome value that I think will be worth it to some of you guys. And those of you, it's not. You don't have to foreshadowing for you people. Foreshadow. So the stat, 144,000 podcast listens, and of that, 103,000 came from the U.S., 12,000 came from the U.K., and 8,000 from Australia. And that makes up 123,000 of the 144,000 listens. So there's another 21 other countries that are out there. And so, man, U.S. audience, U.K. audience, and Australia. I mean, when we go live on a podcast or live during the day, Australia and U.S. always show up. U.K. can never because it's always 1 or 2 a.m. that we go live. But Australia, same, right? It's like no, really it's dumb, like nine, like, six in the morning, nine in the morning. Oh, you know, they it comes to the next morning. So, for instance, crazy. Milky Way Wednesdays, that show Aren't that I'll be announcing and talking about, them? we are <laughs> from Wednesday. They get it on Thursday live. That's nuts. <laughs> in in the Australia, that must make them laugh a little area. bit. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Milky Way Wednesday, my Thursday morning at nine They're o'clock. Like, hmm. They, they Wait, have to deal with live? that all the time. <laughs> I though, bet probably. they do. Yeah. <laughs> so podcast listens thank you guys so much i mean when you look at this stat the very first year of photog adventures from september 8 2016 to 2017 we had forty-two thousand for the first year and so in the second year we not only got another forty-four thousand, we got another hundred thousand so we have a hundred and two thousand more listens in the second year than we had in the first year Wow, and we did the same amount of like content, basically. Like, uh, yeah, I, I'd be curious. I didn't count how many through... episodes that came out, but for sure we but had more episodes in the second one. Yeah, more. I mean, we, but maybe we like what, maybe ten more in the second year. It would be just about like that because okay. okay. I know I did Astrophotog episodes. That would be a ca- mm, amount for more. True. Which I'm announcing a little bit about that later on too. Okay. And the, just the fact that uh, in the first year we did it every week, and there aren't people listening. But when we started having people listening. 
we added more content. We did more. We did this. That's we did true. That. We were kind of like taking our time, kind of like mm-hmm. getting the feel for it, right? So, yeah. Oh, man. It's by that so first December. <laughs> uh, it's just still funny. We've said this before. But it's just so funny to think about in that first few weeks how we talked as if we just told ourselves someone someday might listen to this. So act as if they're already there, mm-hmm. even though we had like... We had like Eight. zero experience doing it Listen. too. So we're just like, oh, yeah. oh. we didn't know. It was really like. rough. I mean, the first 30 episodes are pretty rough, right? <laughs> well, no, they get really good by 10 or 12, actually. Okay. I'm proud to say that we weren't that boring after like 12 episodes. It was like hard work though. I remember like sweating, <laughs> like, you know, like it was just something you're just not used to doing. You're out of your element. And I'm just like, be done. I'd be like exhausted after like the first episode. I'm just like, oh my gosh. I just talked for like 45 minutes. Like, we gotta do, I'm like, I haven't talked that much in it forever. Like <laughs> now we have to like force ourselves to shut up in an hour and 15 minutes for like yeah. just quit it was talking. hard thinking of things actually the first time it was like <laughs> what do i say you know and now it's just like oh you're just talking like a buddy now everybody hey buddy hey buddy thanks for listening hey awesome. buddy hey buddy good, good luck <laughs> with you finding your dad <laughs> it's almost christmas we could mention that so then let's go to your first question man okay first question for the last two years what surprises you the most from the photog adventure journey you've had for the last two years? Ah, what surprises me the most? What is some, what is something that really just surprised you from like, when you think about day one and then today, what, what could that be? I would have to say the surprise to me is that I could be busy doing, okay, I'm going to create a podcast after this content. We went out and did this, and here I'm going to create a podcast. We're going to mm-hmm. edit that. I got a video with all the video footage. I'm going to edit this, and I'm only going to do those two things for a week. And yet, how much work that has amounted to being. Mm. I I have photography that I've taken but never looked at again unless there was a video to edit that needed those pictures. Right. And then sometimes I'd find myself you to edit them, actually right? editing them really quickly just so that I could get them in the video real fast because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, when I release this, I gotta get this out for Friday. Oh, so it surprised me as to how much work it actually is. I look mm. at some people and think, oh my gosh, yeah, 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 you're doing great Milky Way photography on your YouTube channel because that's all you have to do. You're not doing a podcast. You're not going around there and doing workshops. You're not going around and adding these other things. Like Nick Page, I, I respect and admire him because he mm. has his podcast. He has his courses that he creates, and he's full, full-time doing it with some other like portrait shots that he has to do here and there. And, and workshops. Workshops and teaching. So yeah. he is staying very busy. And right. he, he, he knows what we're going through and all the work that it actually is. Yeah. And I think yeah. just I'm surprised at the amount of work it is. And I got to honestly say, how awesome it is that I'm not burned out after two years of doing it. It's still, still like so much fun. Yeah, there's still something exciting and fun to do about it, right? Yeah, it yeah. doesn't feel like work. It's a ton of work. I'm tired. I often wake up in the compu- get into the computer and go, oh my God. I go down my list and I was like, oh, I got those things I really need to do. This thing, okay, get going. And mm. I'm overwhelmed, but I'm never sitting here cursing it. I never go out and do photography and forget how much fun it is. It's remained mm. fun the entire time. Mm-hmm. Everything else I've enjoyed and, and turned it into a job kind of felt like a job after a while. Yeah. Photog Adventures, oh, I, I love it. Storytelling and sharing my photography, well, when I actually edit it, yeah, it's just still fun. And there's so much more I want to do. Mm. And in year three, I can't wait to do more. I'm surprised. Right. As to there's how much still work. more we can do. That's what's awesome about it. It's like <laughs> we can still do other because because photography covers so many aspects of life, right? Like you can do still life, you can do macro, you could do you know what I mean? All these different things uh, that are still part of photography world, which is awesome, right. you know. 
So, so I want to, something new. I want yeah. to add one that's a photograph, like from a photographer perspective, something I'm surprised about, mm-hmm. and I have kind of an idea about okay. it. If you can go with your answer, then I'm going to answer with that and let okay. you have, let's have one both of my, like two One answers. of my bigger surprises is going out somewhere in the middle of the night. It's pitch black. You cannot see a thing, <laughs> and someone's there, and they're like, are you the photog guys? I'm like, oh. no way. <laughs> like, what are the chances? Oh, that is you a know? real crazy Like thing. Scott. Okay, that's Scott. Scott. <laughs> yeah, I mentioned Scott earlier. I, I know you're talking so, about. That's got, Scott. <laughs> from Colorado. I mean, the only guy out there, you know, in the middle of the desert, in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the night, pitch black, and he knows who we are. That's that's crazy. You know, that's that surprises me every time. That's just nuts, you know? When I first met Jeremy Gerritsen, he heard me talking to someone else. He goes, that's the voice I remember. And I was like, that's crazy to think that he, yeah. he knows my voice. Right. But I guess, of course, he's into the podcast. I just don't think about it. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a weird thought that all you guys out there listening right now kind of feel like you know us and, and you got a connection. Yeah, and that's cool. You need to send us your podcast so we can listen to you too because, <laughs> dang it, I don't feel like I know you as well as I'd like to. Right. <laughs> okay, so what's the other surprise that you wanted to So photographically, about? I am surprised as to two things. First off, when I started doing photography, everything was about the algorithm of photography. Mm. I must learn what the algorithm is for this scenario. What's my f-stop? What's my exposure? What's this? What's that? And bracket everything like crazy, you know, because mm-hmm. I want to make sure I have all this dynamic range. In the beginning, photography was so mechanical, was so must get the right numbers to now I'm surprised as to how little the numbers actually matter. I mean, mm. the, ex- the exposure triangle, the exposure quadrilateral, the exposure, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever you want to call it. It's so different. And yet also you're banging the same dang drum over and over and over again. It's just what you're pointing your camera at mm-hmm. changes in front of you. Mm-hmm. You get in a situation. Sometimes I would change my settings and I'm like, yeah, it looks the same. I can underexpose it, then it looks different. I can overexpose it, then it looks different. But if I keep it exposed, it just looks the same. Yeah. I can change my depth of field as to what's in focus and what's not. And mm-hmm. always I want focus unless I'm doing portrait photography and I never do that. So I'm almost always on a tripod. I'm almost always taking a shot with everything in focus as much as I possibly can and focus stacking if I must. And so what began as, oh no, pressure, pressure, get it right, get it right, became a this extension of my body that is my tripod and camera, it's just kind of, I, I control it with my mind and I change settings fluidly. I could do it with my eyes closed. It's become a part of me and I'm surprised mm. how in two years I've gotten better and in control of my photography and my exposure without thinking about it. There's no stress anymore about mm. getting the shot. The stress mm-hmm. is what's happening in front of me. Will that cloud let the sun come through? There's the stress. It's not the stress of, oh no, am I getting the right aperture? I don't even think about it. I know. Yeah. And I remember when you first, when we first started going out, I remember you like methodically thinking about the composition more than anything. And then right. I can only imagine like the, all the other settings going through your head of how to make the shot work. And I was too, especially with Milky Way. I had did, I have done digital photography for almost 15 years before we started doing it more seriously, you know, but I wasn't like, it was like really amateur. It was like shots of like nature here and there when we go mm-hmm. camping or shots of my kids and, you know, digital cameras that weren't that great, but you know, they still produce halfway decent images, but, right. um, but I came, what surprised me is after about a six months or so of doing a lots of Milky Way is it same thing. Like it just after the year, it's like no big deal. 
like someone comes up to me, ask me any questions for settings. Oh yeah, you want to do this? Da, 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 done. You know, like now it's you're like, set up, go take a shot of the Milky Way. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't even think about it now. Like when I, I did have to think a lot about mm-hmm. the settings before, like how high is my ISO supposed to be? Like how long do I need to do this exposure for to make it expose right? And all this stuff. And now I hear Royce talk about anything setting wise. I'm just like, oh yeah, so true. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> uh, we listened to a new Royce Bear presentation that I'm editing right now. And it's just the first year we heard it was learning. This year mm-hmm. it's like, oh yeah, I know what you're saying. And mm-hmm. I know what you're not saying. I know mm-hmm. the things that you're kind of hinting at. <laughs> exactly. And then having our first workshop last year in October uh, was awesome. Like a little tiny mini photo pills workshop. And that mm-hmm. was like, great. And we can go out. We helped 20 people get some shots and it was just fantastic. 20? It was, was it? 36 people who came. It was awesome. Okay, it was 36 people. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go ahead and take our first break of the podcast. We'll come back and I'm going to talk about the, the the YouTube views. I almost said the number. Mm. The YouTube view stats and some interesting stuff. So if you guys are thinking about starting your own YouTube channel, this is some stuff that's mm. going to kind of put into perspective what it's like in two years of brand new, coming from nothing, YouTube. Literally nothing. We had no social media presence no at presence all. Online, we had no. Well, we, we didn't really have Facebook. We had like maybe like what five likes. Our first six subscribers were me on different email accounts. <laughs> That's how bad it <laughs> yeah, was. Yeah, we weren't on Instagram. We weren't really on Facebook. We really just started everything from just scratch, just all at once. So, <laughs> so we'll yeah. come back. We'll talk about that, and we'll also during this this you know commercial break, we're going to talk about another conference. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So if you're thinking the Create Photography Retreat would be an awesome one, but it's not focused on Milky Way, is there one out there that's focused on Milky Way? Yes. Well, Milky yes, Way is. guru, master guru, Royce Bear has started one, and it's the first annual Nightscapers Conference, Retreat, Conference. Yes. It's a conference. Yes. The Nightscaper Conference goes from May 1st through May 3rd in Moab, in Utah. Moab. It's going to be it's fantastic. Awesome. It's another conference out there in Moab. It's only $299. What? It's 150 Nightscape photographers that you can network and socialize with because nice. only 150 are allowed to go. And there's oh. only 113 spaces left as of now. Okay. There's three days of seminars, three nights of shooting. It's $299. This hasn't even become a website. This is just off of Royce Bear's blog post announcing it. Dang, it's already like spaces are already starting to fill up. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you're going to have seminars from Ron Risman, Wayne Pinkston, Royce Bear, Mike Schott, Eric Benedetti, Mike Berenson, Christine Kenyon, Aaron King, Photog Adventures, Brendan Porter, Photog Adventures, David Swindler, Clarence Spencer, International Dark Sky Associates is going to have a guest there. Dang. And you have optional paid field trips, optional paid workshops right there. And so come out. That's with us awesome. and enjoy the Moab area May 1st through 3rd. It's the Nightscaper Conference, first annual Royce Bear. So check out the so website. Rad. It's into the nightphoto.blogspot.com or just Google Nightscaper Conference. You'll see Royce Bear's nice. post. Nice. Welcome back to the Photog Adventures Podcast, everyone. So just to start us off, ring us in and then I'll do a YouTube stat after that. Okay. So next question for the two years we've been doing this. Yeah. What skills have you learned? Okay. What skills have I learned? Man, okay. (laughs) Off the Uh, top of your head, what what are the things from day one to now? (laughs) You know, I don't totally appreciate the skill of focusing because I get into a situation with our workshops and I find out people that they just don't know what they're supposed to do. Mm. And you think it's obvious. Even with Mm -hmm. after my videos on YouTube, you think it's completely obvious, but... There is a skill there that you have to practice. And what you're practicing is pulling up the big orb and then shrinking it and watching it as it goes from a white orb to kind of this chromatic aberration orb Mm -hmm. to back to white and deciding for you 
what you like the most. And it obviously depends on your lens. Like doing that yeah. with the Sigma 14 millimeter versus my Rokin 24, there is an obvious difference in that orb tightness and mm. how it looks. And you gotta get to, you gotta get to know your each of your lenses. When you do your 50 millimeter and you focus with it, do you notice a different feel of the orb that's tight versus maybe when you're on your Tamron? Oh yeah, definitely. Each lens is totally different. Exactly. Yeah, I mean the 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 Tamron has a more uh, a longer focal range. Interesting. Yeah. I want to say so it's smoother. So you, so it's I mean, and the, and the fifty even the L glass fifty is a little bit not so um, wide. You know. You're saying that as you're turning your focus ring, it's off really fast and back on really short. Or I mean the fifty one point two does have more than a lot of the other you know fifty millimeters, but. Um, but yeah, the Tamron seems to have a nice, smooth range and a big range. Mm. But every every lens is totally different too. It just depends on their focal range and how much you can you know get really close or really wide. And that depends on how much you have to turn it. But the more you turn it, the more you can dial it in. You know, and so yeah. whereas with the cheaper lenses, you turn it just a hair and it's like poof, way off. You know, <laughs> yeah. And so and you try and tape off those lenses, and it actually ruins it more than it does if you just let go of it and take your shot. Since you have your tripod in position, mm-hmm. your camera's not moving. You got to focus, then go. You know, just try and be as careful as possible. Yeah, just try and tape it. It can ruin one of those. It's really worth getting a more, a slightly more expensive lens. Anything around a thousand dollars should have a good, smooth, you know, and and, and a long range of nice focus. controlled focus yeah. ring. Yeah, the Tamron, or I should say the the Rokinon, can be really easy to bump. Just incredibly oh, really? easy to bump. Mm. Yeah, I should pull it out so you can feel it because it's just so loose. So then focus. Focusing on the Milky Way and stars is a skill that I've learned. Another skill that I've learned is when I'm sitting there and my eyes see what they see and then I take a picture, I quickly recognize, okay, this is what I am exposing for, this is what I'm not exposing for. Mm. And I've gained a little bit of understanding of how much I can get out of post-sunset light, post-direct sunset light. I didn't Mm. appreciate how much that lights up my foreground because as my eyes have been watching the sun go down and it gets so dark after it sets, Mm -hmm. I think it's darker than it is. As soon as I go into my little longer shutter, man, that thing really blooms and blossoms. I had an Mm. awesome Canyon Overlook in Zion. Mm -hmm. I had an awesome fall colors last October. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, it's taught me to be really much more patient before I pack up and go yeah watch for this because there's a lot of light that could be even better than what you had when the sun was up yeah that's very similar to what I learned doing the waterfalls too Mm. is that a dark overcast day don't get rain and don't go don't go on the rain and go shooting waterfalls but if it's (laughs) dark and overcast or if it's like just before sunset or just after sunset on a not so overcast day it's the the light dome with the even light you know, because I, I even with an ND filter, uh, with direct sunlight, you're gonna get patches through like leaves and trees and stuff, and it's gonna create all these textures that you don't want. You know, but a nice even after sunset, like literally, like the 20 minutes right after sunset to 20 minutes after is like the perfect time to shoot waterfalls in the canyon, for instance, <laughs> right. because you have that nice even dome light. And then you just do like a 20 second exposure or even eight or 10 second exposure and you get nice smooth water, really crisp, you know, rock edges and images, but just, but, but for some reason, the even light is more appealing than like 
any direct light. So it's just really interesting. Even if you had an ND filter in a nice bright day, would you consider it? What, I mean, what if I, like I did? I did it. I mean, I brought an ND filter and I did it. And I had these patchy, hmm. you know, uh, shadows coming in everywhere from the branches overhead. And it just looked ugly. The, the photos mm, just distracting shadows instead of yeah but once you get that really low light or that no light or just the dome light you know so you're either really low direct light right where it's mm-hmm. actual sunset golden hour light um, because our mountains face the west they're on the east side of the valley facing west and so that west sunlight can hit right on through the mount through the canyon depending where you are but a lot of those mountain ranges face that way right yeah and so that's kind of what i figured out is that the dome light or like a golden hour light is your best the best time and so um for those particular for that particular range you know for where i live waterfalls and stuff yeah in that particular area yeah it's really interesting and i would have never known that if i would have if i didn't go out and just do it you know and experience yeah it. that's a great segue into something i wanted to add to mine that applies to yours it's mm-hmm. just Going out and doing it. It's not something that I can watch a YouTube video and go, okay, no. I got it. I mean, I can give that tip. My, but... Yeah, my focus is something that my personal lens and my interaction with mm-hmm. my camera body, I have to learn. Mm-hmm. And I have to see the pictures afterwards and see which ones I like more or less. Right. And so it's just, you guys, don't be upset after your first or second time when you just don't get these things. You have to, like any muscle, really work it out, work it mm-hmm. out, work it out, and make it almost into a habit, a second nature Um, just second nature skill before you really get it. And it doesn't take anything more special than just going and doing. Right. It's not like you have to be incredibly talented to get there. You just have to do it Mm -hmm. five to 10 to 15 to 20 times. And then boom, there you got it. And you don't have to go very far to practice either. You can practice in your backyard every night, you know, just do time lapses or just do star trails or do, you know, anything like that just to get your focus sharp or just to figure out, but lighting works best. You don't have to go, you know, out of the state or something, you know. Yeah, to don't do that. feel like that awesome trip that I just paid for to go up to Oregon coast for November is the only photography I'll do for four or five months. You get there rusty, you'll be rusty. You mm-hmm. got to have that skill, like I said earlier, about my surprise of how much my camera became an extension of my body and mm. it became like one of my muscles that I use just, and it's just intrinsically. Intrinsically, Easy. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Over and over, yeah. So another surprise would be the fact that in our YouTube channel for two years, we have 500,000 YouTube views. Two years, 500,000 views. 500,000. Now here's the stat that really amazes me. So it's almost, that's like three and a half times more than our podcast listens. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. 144,000 versus 500,000. So there's been 500,000 people who've spent time either rewatching or watching content we've created. And here's the part that really gets me 4.8 million minutes of watch time. Wow. So we're not talking like people clicked it and went off because, oh, this is, su- this is sucky. I want to get out of here. Right. There's actually been 4.8 million minutes spent. How many, I mean, can you even calculate how many like, year, how many like single yeah, years? Yeah, let's find out. Let's find out. So we need to do some hey, math. Hey Siri, here. how many days is 4.8 million minutes? The answer is 3,333.3 Oh my gosh. Okay, so how many years is that? <laughs> How many years is 3.3? Oh, dang it. (laughs) So it's like (laughs) 3,000. Yeah. How many years is 3,333 days? That would be 9.13 years. Wow. So So a single person would take, it would take a single person nine years to 
Yeah. yeah, but that single person would have to go for the next stats, watch the Royce Barry Creating Natural Nightscapes video 86,000 times <laughs> to get to 4.8 million minutes. So thank goodness the population has helped, not just a single person. You might go crazy if you had to watch that video so, that many times. <laughs> yeah, it could be used in a torture. As much Holy as we love cow. Milky Way photography, that would be it. <laughs> so since I went into it, Royce Barry, let's talk about the cool videos that make up our top videos. Okay. So Royce Barry Creating Natural Nightscapes, him talking and teaching. Teaching Milky Way. Mm -hmm. The second one is 61.1 thousand views at easy Milky Way processing. Mm, yeah, yeah. Next one is 43.8 thousand views. Photo pills, how to do Milky Way photography with photo nice, pills. Nice. 35.5 thousand views is our 7300 review for that Crazy. gear review. Yeah. 21.2 thousand views is how to focus. So wow. how to focus. So these videos, what do we have that's in common? Royce Bear teaching Milky Way, mm -hmm. me teaching Milky Way processing, me teaching photo pills Milky Way, you right. teaching and reviewing gear, mm -hmm. then me teaching focus, and then our very next video is our only one that is an adventure video. That was what we planned on doing. The beginning right. of Photo Adventures was we're going to be a Thomas Heaton vlog just like that and be awesome where we show us going places. There's 30 national parks within five days. Right, you know, right, Within right. like uh, 15 hours or something of ours, blah, 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 blah. So that is the Teton Adventure with 17,000 mm. views. So you look, look at 17,000 versus 86,000 and 61, 43, 35. People want tutorials. Mm-hmm and gear reviews a whole lot more or is a whole lot more people that want that versus the 17,000 that managed to watch the Grand Teton adventure. Right. And the other adventure videos that we have on there. Oh, most of them are like 3,000 to five to 6,000 views. Like Which is crazy. Pathetic amounts yeah. of views. And maybe because we don't have the right British accents. We certainly don't. Or the right British locations. <laughs> well, <Maybe>. speaking <laughs> of British, the, the same audience that we have for podcast is our audience for our YouTube channel. Mm. 1.8 million minutes of watch time from the United States, 81.7, um, okay, how can that be million anymore? 81 million? No, nah, I don't think that's right. It must be eight 817,000 minutes of watch time in the UK, mm. and then 164,000 watch time minutes of Australia. Interesting. So we have these large chunks watched by the same audience of our podcast, hmm. US, UK, mm -hmm. and Australia third. And so here's the thing that Brendan and I are realizing with, and I think we mentioned this before, it's just... Most of our audience are United States. Right. And they don't have as much interest in our United States areas Which as they crazy, do with like amazing places here. Lake District and Andrew Mars Australia videos. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. they subscribe to see those and right. make sure they don't miss them. Because it's exotic, right? But yeah. they find ours when they think, I'm going there now. And mm -hmm. so they don't subscribe as much as, hey, I'm going to Zion now. Are there any Zion videos out there? Oh, here are these guys. They found mm -hmm. them. They were doing some Zion videos. And so they find us interesting when they're going to go there, right. but they don't subscribe to us as much. Like we don't have the right British accent. We don't have the right exotic location. Mm -hmm. I think we'd have a lot more followers if we were like Chris Air Walker and mm. Martin, Andrew Marr in all these different locations. You've got Adam Carnatch with the awesome first man mm -hmm. photography mm -hmm. videos, and he's doing tutorials a lot, and he's out in the Lake District area. So I right. think those are the money makers because you've got this U.S. audience way interested in them, and the mm -hmm. U.S. audience for the most part makes up most of YouTube's traffic. Yeah. As much a as very, the whole world uses per, YouTube. Yeah, for percentages, definitely. Yeah. Exactly, especially for photographers. Yeah. And so it's harder. You UK and Australians, thank you so much for being interested in the United States because that's where we are. And ex until our Faroe Islands video comes out, we won't have 
<laughs> oh no, our Lake District video come out first. Yeah, yeah. We won't have any videos outside the United States at all for an adventure video until then. For a while, yeah. But Which, we do have one coming out soon from Escalante that you know is a pretty awesome place. But most people don't even know what Escalante even is. Even people that live here in the state, in the state, in Utah. Yeah. Like I, mean, I didn't even know Escalante even existed until like last year. Oh yeah, and you it's know, all like, thanks to the whole political politics that actually brought more attention to the Grand Staircase Escalade National Monument and right, you know Bears, Bears Ears, Ears and all that stuff. So yeah. those become more popular. So it's just yeah. interesting stats for YouTube and where it's going. And yeah. just let me say this right now, guys: we are at eight thousand three hundred something subscribers, and our goal is to hit ten thousand by the end of the year. So Eighty to ninety percent of our viewers are not subscribed. Mm -hmm. So if you're out there on the podcast listening and you do watch the YouTube videos, if you could give us four to five months of being subscribed, help us get to the 10,000 level. If you thought, mm -hmm. I hate subscribing to YouTube videos, but I'll do it to you guys, do it for you guys, yeah. four or five months, give us that. And then you can bail and not be a subscriber to any YouTube videos again. But we just need your help to get to 10,000 because our goal was to get to 10,000 in our first mm -hmm. year. We did not make it. No. In our second year, ended we did not make it now we've got the end of this annual year you know the calendar right, year that right. we can make that goal by december you know 31st let's get to ten thousand. yeah yeah if, if you guys do enjoy the videos and you are subscribed share this channel with your friends so oh, we can please. you know get some more subscribers and get some more love coming that way because there's something about the ten thousand mark that gives you uh, more access to YouTube uh, and, and stuff like that. Like sponsors they have certain programs and, and sponsorships and stuff like that easier once you hit the 10,000 level. So we need a little, little, little love guys and a little support. It'd be great. It'll help our content get even better. And it we've will. got a sponsorship now with picture line for our gear time mm -hmm. channel. So we'll do a couple more questions and then you should talk about your gear time video, your gear time live. Okay. Um, the next question is, What's the most you've done for a shot or to get the shot? Hmm. Okay. Instantly, I just think about time and then I'll talk about like mm. difficulty. Time would have to be at goosenecks because you arrive and if you arrive at seven or six, like we have, mm -hmm. you set up your tripod in a position with a composition where you can see the terrain and you know what's in frame before it gets too dark. Now your tripod is stuck. It's in place. You wait for the Milky Way to rise at around one o'clock, two in the, in the morning. And then you take those pictures and try and find the best Milky Way. I do a time lapse mm -hmm. typically because I just want to let it run for an hour and see what I like. Yeah, yeah. Then I preserve battery, turn everything off and I have to wait and at Goosenecks, we wait almost till 11 noon, 11 a.m. to noon for the sun to be high enough to really put some light consistent and completely covering the, that river there. Mm, yeah. And so without that river being lit, the Goosenecks doesn't have the full story of the composition because you right. can't see that river. And so you do a composite with the horizon down below the horizon of foreground from the daytime. Mm -hmm. And then from the ground up is the sky. And she ended up putting in these two time blended because they're a blend because the tripod never moves. It's right. not a composite. Right. It's a blend as you put these things together. And so... That was the most work I did for a single image Milky Way shot. You know, it's not a technical single image anymore. It's a blend. Mm. And so that was easily the first one I think of. And I'll give my other one after yours. Okay. What's yours? Um, I, I think when I think about what, when I think about this question that I just asked myself, I think <laughs> about like, That's a good question. Kind of, the first thing that came in my mind was kind of a physical thing, like, like danger wise or, 
you know, you put yourself in a risky position. And almost every time we go anywhere cliffside, you freak out because I would love to go right at the edge and look down and scare myself for a second and be like, holy crap, that's far, that's deep, or whatever it is. <laughs> it's just, I know that's how Photog Adventures is going to end, at least as far as the chapter with Brendan Porter. With me just going, because over you're just going to be, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine until you're not fine. Yeah. And maybe. I, if I felt like in everywhere else in life, you obviously are taking all the precautions necessary, I'd be like, less worried. But no, you just want to live life to the fullest you're going to go to the edge and i should be very edge i just you know thank good certain rock cliffs you definitely do but it's definitely on a metered choice that you understand it's not falling you didn't do it at Faroe islands as much as i thought you would thank goodness oh because dude seriously those are 500 foot cliffs i mean seriously and the wind can blow you over james Warned us very, yeah, and very the loose steeply saying, terrain Dude. around everywhere else made you worried about the loose terrain oh, on the yeah. edge. Oh, yeah. And if a microburst comes, it will fling you right over the edge. So, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so, okay. I do think about the pharaohs when I think about that, but I, I got to jump in and tell the story real quickly okay. about you dying. I thought you died in the Pharaoh Islands. And this is an untold story we'll tell again. So, those of you still listening to this podcast, you're going to hear this story again. You so thought I died when? I thought you died. I was starting to picture the funeral and your wife, like putting her little finger in my chest saying, How did you let him die? I'm like, I. You, no Brendan you can't you can't control <laughs> Brendan you tell him you whine you complain you beg he doesn't listen so what, here we are what was this? at Calsoy we're up by the lighthouse and Brendan decides <gasps> to go off oh, yeah. and this is a crazy windy day we heard the drone start flying for a moment we thought what is what is Jeremy doing? Is he yeah, crazy? Yeah, because Matt's like, I'm not flying my drone in this. It's and so this windy. Like, who the, what, what? Well, Brendan <laughs> decides that he's going to go off on that peninsula that you've seen where the rainbows are over it. And he goes out on this peninsula that's, you know, sh- it's it, it, it looks really steep until you actually start walking out. That's I'm the thing that's sure funny. when you're walking Optical on it, illusion. it looks like it's not that bad, but it's yeah. still wet, slick grass that if you lose your footing, you may slide the full 15 yards to the actual cliff. Mm-hmm. You may, mm-hmm. or you may be fine and just like venom grip the terrain and you yeah. got it and you're not gonna have any problem it's just uh, i thought just as long as he doesn't lose his footing he'll be fine it's just this is brendan and i didn't say anything when you went out there i was just oh it's fine so brendan walks all the way out there he's doing fine everyone's going on their own ledges and i'm you know just like this paranoid parent looking at everybody thinking oh please no one die today because right. it's so windy here it's not as calm as it's been mm-hmm. so Brendan starts coming back. I see that he's coming back, and my heart's like, okay, he's getting out of the risk because he's alone in the risk. We can't possibly help him in the risk. We can't even hear him if he yells. It was like 300 yards away. Oh, it was, like it was good windy, distance. loud, and too far. Yeah. So it's like I, I could never hear him. I see that he's walking back, and he's gone at least a good 10 yards. So I'm like, okay, he's fine. I look away, look at my camera. I look up about a minute later. Expecting to see him halfway or more from that distance, he's gone. Nowhere to be seen. And I'm like, holy crap, Brendan, where are you? He's not on the face that I can see mm-hmm. sitting down. He's not kneeling. He's not on the trail. And we're talking the trail is the peak of this point. If you go off the trail, you go down every right, direction. Right. So there's not like any other place he could be on the trail. He's definitely off the trail. So I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I hope you're on the other side of this. So I start walking down there to see the other side. And James is worried that I'm going to walk out there looking for him. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not. I just got to see if he's on that side because my heart's racing now. Now, I saw that you had started coming back after mm-hmm. being out there for like 20 minutes. And, and all of a sudden, this bright orange jacket oh, and yeah. blue pants on. No way yeah. to miss you. And all of a sudden, you're gone. It just, 
nowhere to be seen. And I'm picturing you sliding your slick pants, your slick freaking jacket, and thinking he just went off the edge. And I couldn't hear him scream because it's so far away. And it's before he knew it, he was gone. And my heart's starting to pound a little faster thinking, how am I going to explain this to Jade and tell her, you know, you know, Brendan was Brendan. You know, he died doing what he loved, risking his life. Freaking moron. So I'm looking for you and I can't see you on that side. So now my heart starts Mm. really pounding and I'm like, that stupid SOB. Did he really finally do it? Did he really <laughs> finally find out? You know, that same way you find out when you accidentally slide into the curve when you're driving or you do something that, like every other time you've never touched the curb, mm. but this time you just thought it was going to be fine. And then it wasn't. Yeah, it was yeah. not as nearly as consequential as falling off the cliff right, at a calsoy. Right. But, you know, those things happen and we all make those misjudgments. And I'm like, did Brandon just make that misjudgment? Five minutes pass. No, Brandon. And I'm just thinking, holy blink. He, he's gone. It, it probably felt like five minutes, but I think it was more like two no. or three. Trust me, Brendan. Really? You went to the bathroom. And so in your bathroom, like paradoxical time, you think you're there for like three <laughs> minutes, but you're there for an hour almost. You know, it's, it's like. I only took a leak. I wasn't like. <laughs> oh, I know. But you had to go down. So apparently what ended up doing is Brendan turned around from that point, went back to where he was because he could go down a little bit and be in a private place. To yeah, it was a nice little cutout. Water, it was perfect. Water yeah. the grasses. And. I didn't see him turn back. I only saw him start coming and then gone. And then when it I saw his head. It was enough for me to cover my head and be like in total privacy. Oh, I'm complete. Like, oh, I found a private space. I and back all at here. the very far end of the peninsula, not where I could see <laughs> right. you no matter where I walked. I'd have to be out there to see you. You would. I'd have to be right on top of you actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, all of a sudden his head popped up and I'm like, oh, thank goodness that <laughs> freaking moron's alive. And my heart finally started beating normal again. And I just went back to doing what I was doing with my camera. But for a moment there, dude, you left me mm. completely panicked that I was going to have to not only bring back all your crap with me on the plane, <laughs> but I was going to have to like be, you know what, Jade, I got some signal now and I can tell you the news. Brendan's missing. He died at the bottom of his cliffs. We think we haven't found him. We don't know where he is somewhere on the edge of Calsoy. I have no idea if he's alive. Could you imagine like the search and rescue effort to get, I mean, how do you begin? I don't even know if they do it. I think at that point they just know you're gone. Maybe. I, I mean, mean they probably send a boat around, make sure, you know, find the body on the cliff side or something. Gosh you know, dang like, it, man. Like, my, my imagination, oh my, my heart was racing. That's nuts. The idea of going out to the end there and looking and finally seeing your orange little jacket hanging on the rocks. I just, <laughs> the good news is, is that I'd probably cry. I cry for you, Brendan, if yeah. you had died. Oh, I would appreciate that. And then yeah. your your spirit ghost could look at me and be like, you know what, Aaron, you were right about the cliff edge, but only this one time. Here. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my gosh, okay, that's a story. That story we didn't get a chance to tell in the Faroe Islands. Oh wow, podcast. okay, so there you guys go. You got a nice big bonus <sighs> there. I'm actually feeling the emotions of that day again. So I know, you I, better... can see, I can see you, like, I can see like rising up and you're like... Have you finished your answer to that question or did I chime um, in real quick because I was afraid you're changing the topic? Remember. Oh yeah, yeah. So I didn't actually finish that question. So <laughs> yeah. when I think about <laughs> kind of risking your own life for a shot, that's kind of what the first thing came to my mind. That's what happened. That's how we got so there. So there's these steps. Uh, the very first uh, location we went to was that waterfall that, um, that uh, James took us to. Yeah, what he called just the Foss. Yeah, and it's actually got a name. 
There's the little sure. that has a name, and I even put it in my Instagram post today or yesterday. Oh wait, you're talking about the one that goes into, into the, the ocean. ocean. Yeah, I thought it was Gosadalur, but you called it something else. And actually, I looked it up, and actually, it starts with an M or something that like that. That specific so. waterfall or the city nearby. It's, maybe that, the area. That, that little Gosadalur. village has a name, and it's and that village has is the same name as the waterfall. So it's just that village name waterfall. So it's not Gosadalur at all. I was no, it's the actually wrong thing. like Ma- Malgal. Sure, but what something. about the waterfall? So uh, at that the was end of this trail, okay. there is this crazy steep like viking steps going down like at a Heart 45 degree angle throat looking down because like you, you walk there thinking you're going to the edge of a cliff yeah you go to the edge of this thing and you're thinking it's a cliff because you look down and you're like We're, there's no stairs here you have to literally lean over like oh there's the stairs and it's, they go down as steep as you possibly can imagine yeah i mean i mean okay not even 45 degrees i'm thinking what is this uh 70 degrees it's like 70 mm. degrees it's nuts so 90 <laughs> degrees is straight up right? right 70 degrees is just slightly off straight up and that's how these things the work. kind of steps that if you slip on one you're going down all of them oh yeah non-stop <laughs> i mean no you're gonna chance. have bruised back and butt and you're going if all the way down that. <laughs> to the rocks at the bottom and probably smashing some limbs on the way Gosh, um dang. steep you know crazy steep step the steepest steps i've ever been on i think and so, uh, but people gear. do it all the time. Apparently James did it a few times and people the Vikings did it all died. the time. <laughs> they used to like send boats down there. You yeah. Know? There's a zip line. Overhead actually zip line send thing. a boat to the water from there. So you can make a heavy boat from the water up there and then heavy boat from top down to the bottom as it's you nuts. walk down the steps. And so they walk up these crazy steep steps with a heavy <laughs> boat on a zip line. That's just, just nuts. They just never you know? do it when the waves are big and they never do it when it's When it's windy weather. or wet, I guess. Yeah. But it's like always windy and wet there. So when do they ever do that? I don't know. But, but the day you went was pretty good. It was pretty good, yeah. So I went down there and um, Dave joined me and I think Jeremy came down as well. Sure, but what did you day? learn about this risk? So that's kind of, that was kind of the beginning of the risk. And once <laughs> you go down the steps, you start going down, you're like, oh, this isn't too bad actually. This is doable, okay? Once you go down halfway, you're just like, yeah, okay, you can handle this. And then there's this, um, the rock kind of protrudes and I wrapped my arm around the rock and kind of hung over and got a shot of the waterfall from a different angle that I don't think many people have gotten because they weren't hanging over the edge. I bet there's lots of people who got it. (laughs) There probably is. Just between you and me, no one else. Oh, wait, you're listening to me? Yeah. You know, James said he got that shot too, but the part, that exact rock, yeah, I bet it's different because you risked leaning up the last wall of defense. I was hugging it pretty good. Like I was really yeah. gripping that rock. I wasn't going to fall. This is the guy means, with but... one arm on his mattress above his car. He's like, I got it. I got it. it. I got it. I used my arm. It's like, <laughs> I was really well wedged in those rocks. Well, the moment a wave hits you, you'll find out how wedged you actually were. Of course, gravity and you were doing fine with no opposition. The, the tide was rising and the swells were getting higher. And at that point, I'm just <laughs> oh, like, you know what? Getting a little too high. I'm thinking I'm calling it. I got my shot, you know? So it was pretty good timing to do something like that. I don't know if that's like the riskiest thing I've ever done for a shot, but it was pretty pretty close. That's one it's of the one things of those that things that a mind. rogue wave would have killed you. Possibly, yeah. The other thing was the one in Oregon and Cape Kiwanda. Oh, geez, that is where people die doing photography. People did die when the when the swells come coming start coming up. I can see really easily, like holy cow! I and can videos easily we've see how seen have shown get. how with nothing really bad, a rogue wave can come and hit a massive height. Mm-hmm. on there mm-hmm. it's not just that okay it's getting kind of bad let's uh let's get out of here and yeah. then they didn't in time we're talking surprise we're gonna kill you right and it's a big bowl it's a big rock bowl and you know i was there at a low tide situation but i can see the tide rising and i can see clearly how mm-hmm. that could be super crazy dangerous and once the sun was setting I'm like i'm out of here 
you know, not so not you learn it. to take risks or not to take risks or risks are beneficial because this is a terrible thing to tell an audience of people. Uh, you know, you do what you're gonna do, but uh, <laughs> do what you're gonna I do. I don't know. For the younger die audience, doing what you love doing. If you're gonna die, do 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 do, do something you love to do. <laughs> Race cars. Race motorcycles, fly planes, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> so the most for a picture was taking that risk, you're saying. You did Maybe, the most. Yeah, I think that's one of the first things that comes to my mind, I guess. So yeah. You come up with these questions. You I came up with no the questions. The I didn't really have, is, I, Aaron's on the spot, and I'm kind of putting myself on the spot, too. So, <laughs> Well, then the other thing that I did for a shot, um, just some of the major hikes that we've done with very little time, mm. like complete exertion just to get there mm. because you know you're going to love it. That's the most I do. I mean, there's times with Milky Photography where we just drive up and walk like 10 yards. But, oh, yeah. I mean, between constant all-nighters and driving mm-hmm. all the way three hours, four hours to get somewhere just to be there for two hours and then drive back. I mean, yeah, the those are crazy. Pretty, those are a little crazy, <laughs> That yeah. Escalante night is never going to be forgotten by me. Because right. That's the that name I met was, Scott, too. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we drove in from northern Utah to central Utah, southern, southern Utah in Escalante, mm-hmm. then all the way back. I mean, it's just... I wouldn't do that for anything else in the world, and yet I, I absolutely would do it for photography. Yeah, isn't that funny? I spent eight hours to get two-hour reward. Yeah. Right. That's nuts. But it was an awesome two hours. It was. It really was. Ugh. But the risk we take is by driving drowsy, and that's not a good thing. Have so two people. Always have two people. Conversation goes a million miles. I mean, call someone if you're getting drowsy driving. Listen have to a the conversation. podcast and yell at them. Yeah, well, anything yeah. to interact with them to keep you awake. Yeah, don't doze. But literally, seriously, our our word of advice is pull over and take a nap. It's not worth your life or anybody else's. It's just so not worth it. And more often than not, wherever you pull over to take that nap, you'll be accompanied by four or five other smart drivers that are yeah. doing it too. Yeah. So find a rest stop or unsafe. just pull over at the safest spot because that's totally going to be worth it. We've done it a few times. No shame in that. <laughs> yeah, just, none. Just do it. You know. Well, then let's go into a couple more stats while you pull up the next question. So when you think about our history of YouTube views, it's crazy to think that in September 2016, we had 281 total views that month. I mean, that's impressive that we even got 281 Mm -hmm. views. We did release about four or five videos just right there on September 8th, and then we released a couple for a few weeks. Mm -hmm. And so I think we had about eight to 10 videos available, and we got 281 views. That's awesome. Then by January, just a few months later, we had 4,457 views in that month. And that was awesome. Wow, that felt great. So, so in the first month, we had our trailer had the most with 59 views. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and then we had five comments on that trailer video. In January, our most popular video was the 2016 gear review. And mm. that got a lot of views and 25 comments. It's like, wow, things are big. Things are picking up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our podcast was going. Things were going well. January 2017, we we're so happy and optimistic. By June of 2017, from January to June, went from 4,000 to 17,500 mm. because the Easy Milky Way processing video was getting the most with 183 comments. Wow. Yeah, a lot of comments. September in 2017, there was 19,800. January 2018, 30,000 with the Royce Bear video, mm. 84 comments on that one. June 2018, 51,166 views in one month. And that... I, is either the second or most high month we had on views because wow. 
it's down in September 2018 only to 24,640. So we're kind of averaging around 20 to 30,000 right now okay. with a high month of hitting like just, if you guys see the behind the scenes of a YouTube channel, you'll see these crazy jumps. I mean, we mm. had Royce Bear's video watched 200 to 400 times every day. Yeah. And so it was just constantly being hit. Boom, yeah. boom, 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 and watched. It was incredible. And then suddenly... Algorithm changed. Season became too been, late into the I don't know. summer. It must have been it a just, YouTube change because it just dropped hard. Everything dropped. Revenue. I'm sure went, lots of YouTubers boom. saw that happen. They're, they changed the recommendation algorithm or something, and all of a sudden. And they'll always change something, and that yeah. will happen throughout the entire time. Unless right. you're Peter McKinnon, who's just on a rocket blast to you know to YouTube's for, Golden yeah. Boy. Uh, we have this <laughs> awesome, great months, and then just. Oh, Goes goes down, oh, goes down like crazy. Yeah, yeah. Now with Milky Way photography, it's obviously a season, so it goes up mm -hmm. in April and then gets really popular, and then kind of wanes towards the end of the year. Yeah. So with that, I mean, all those different months and different views and what was popular, what wasn't, it's just it's been a really interesting roller coaster. Yeah. Being a YouTube content creator, and the key thing for us going forward in 2000. 18 through the end of 2018 to 2019 is to have a much more consistent schedule of content creation. Yeah. You have better timing in your schedule to do it. Yes. I'll have less on my plate to do the, all these edits and everything to actually get to the videos too. And so it's going to be awesome going forward. Yeah. Consistency. You'll see in our new group, our photo adventures listeners group banner is going to change today or tomorrow. And our um, YouTube channel is going to change and it's going to reflect all of our lives episodes that we're going to have. Mm -hmm. as, well, as well as when our adventure videos are going to come out because they're going to change from Friday to Sunday. Sunday is the better chance for us to get everything out in time. Friday sneaks up okay. on us way too easily. True, true. And so it's just going to be a lot of cool things coming up, so pay attention to that. Yeah, Do you look for the Gear Time video. Those, those are going to be coming out every Thursday at 1 p.m. Mountain Time. And so uh, sponsored by picture line. So you're going to get yeah. gear that you might not even own that you can yeah. talk about review, have mm -hmm. a time with it and then come out on a Thursday and really talk about what you found out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it'll be really great to have them. The, the, their support's going to be awesome. It's going to be paramount to the success of that. Drew has like so much equipment already. <laughs> we could probably do gear time for a year easily just on, just on his equipment. stuff. You and know? if you're considering Sony gear, Drew just switched, switched over to that. And so Drew mm -hmm. Armstrong is joining Photog Adventures full time with this gear time every Thursday. Mm -hmm. So we have his expensive YouTube live equipment here right now. Right. He's yeah. going to be back every Thursday to do that live show unless he has something else come up. And so it's going to be co-hosted by Drew Armstrong with Brendan. Yeah. And it's their show, Gear Time Live, every Thursday. And so that's going to be really cool. He just got an awesome lens that we're going to show this Thursday. Oh, my gosh. It's a it's crazy, crazy super macro lens. And we'll How gonna, long is it? I think it's like two and a half feet. From the point it connects to the camera body to the yeah, front? Yeah, it's like, it's like this long. It's like... It's like as, almost as long as this table. Like it's That's crazy. Insane. Yeah. So I can't wait to show, show that off <laughs> on Thursday. So tune in guys, uh, Thursday at 1, 1 PM mountain time. Yeah. Uh, just after lunch here, we're going to 
have that show. And, and if you don't make it for the fun. live feed, you can always watch the replay. Exactly. Just come. Yeah. Well, the replay should be happening within like three or four hours after the live. It typically will be available immediately if you have the link of the live. Oh, okay. If you don't, you might not see it show up in our uploads or recent videos for a couple hours. For a couple hours. It kind of it took about an hour or so last time. Okay. But the link is always available to the live feed even after it's done. Yeah. And that will be posted on our Facebook page, right? Yeah. So okay. look for the announcement on our Facebook page and and you know Twitter, I don't think it's very useful. Yeah, it hasn't nobody been. Likes us on Twitter, yeah. We have like 140 <laughs> people following us there, and they're saints. But I mean, it's just but, uh, mm. it's just not very useful. Yeah. And so we won't. We will be posting all of those videos to there, but we're not going to give you a whole lot of heads up announcements on Twitter. So check out right. our Instagram and check out our Facebook. You'll see the information yeah. there. Yeah. We got two more questions, and then we'll finish up the podcast with those two. Sounds awesome. What are you guys doing next March? Because if you want to learn photography, you can come out and join us at the Create Photography Retreat. It'll be March 28th through March 30th, 2019. This is out in Las Vegas. So if you can fly there or drive there, this is a great opportunity to meet with a bunch of other photographers who can learn portrait photography, landscape photography. Nick Page is there for landscape photography. We're there for Milky photography. They have also have guys that I don't really know very myself, like Richard Bernabe, Jenna Martin. Then you got portrait photographer who's awesome and Connor Hibbs, mm. Erica Kay's awesome portrait, Jeff Harmon from Photo Taco fame, mm. teaching you how to be a hobbyist. He's like, how to be a real hobbyist. And you can mm. learn luminosity masking from Greg Benz, the nice. creator of Lumenzia. Heather Taylor, I don't know, but she captures those precious moments between poses that help you look back and remember. That's what it says in her okay. bio. So, so she sounds awesome, an yeah. awesome photographer portrait. And then Elise Bender, man, traveling mm. the world. She's going to be talking about travel photography. So you're going to love a lot of the content here. If that matches up with any of you, go to createphotographyretreat.com forward slash photog, P-H-O-T-O-G, and you guys can sign up for us. And one of you guys who sign up through our link is going to get a half an hour hangout with Brendan and I. We're going to go through your portfolio and show you the love. Nice. Hey, welcome back to the Photog Adventure Podcast, guys. Uh, I'm going to ask ourselves one more, two more questions. <laughs> hard-hitting um, questions. Hard-hitting questions that will really get to the soul of the matter. Um, <laughs> so the next question that I have for us is, what is one of your favorite shots or locations? Oh, or locations. Let's when just do we've both. Done a lot of stuff in the last few years. Yeah, I, I mean, don't even know if I can narrow this down to one, but that's. I, I came what back. What is one of? I guess one of. I've got to say, Escalante is my favorite location for Milky photography, and mm. Oregon coast is my favorite time to spend on landscape photography, because you just mm. you get the weather, you get the sunset, and I'm a sucker for the beach and the ocean and right. sea stacks. So right. I love Oregon, yeah. but then Escalante. I have to say it's my favorite Milky Way location mm. because not only have I gone there and had great success with dark skies, yeah. but I've had four to five portfolio pieces and you've had tons there. Mm. So it's like we've gone to multiple locations in Escalante and had incredible night photography there. True. There's other places. Yeah. Right? I go to Goblin Valley. I love it. But I've had, you know, one really great image that I liked in my 2016 photography. But mm. then in the mm. other years, I've had just okay. Like I, I kind of hit something here and missed there. and wasn't quite, but I love the area. This is so awesome. I never miss a chance to go. But when it comes to having successful photography and Milky Way shots, I just dance hall rock, sunset mm. arch, devil's mm. garden. Those three locations alone make Escalante just absolutely the best. Yeah, I know. It's like gold, silver, and bronze right there. <laughs> yeah. It's like I don't even know. Absolute how. favorite image, 
it's because of the selfie reflection in the salt flats. That panorama, Ugh. it yeah. is my favorite shot. And most likely when I look at it, it'll be the winner of 2018 for my mm. favorite shot of 2018 because it's just... It turned out well on every level. Right. The panorama turned out. The reflection was amazingly mirrored, so much so that it looks fake. Our silhouettes. I know. <laughs> I know. And I think a lot of people are going to think that that oh, is yeah. not a real reflection or that we Photoshopped it or whatever. But yeah, I'm telling I, you right now, guys, <laughs> hands down, I was there. We had even have a wit- third witness. That was their witness that could testify that this is all yeah. 100% shot real. Like. And if you look at the YouTube video, you'll see the raw images of us walking out there and trying until you see the one that we mm-hmm. use for the silhouette. And so I captured so the entire panorama, and then I just went to one area of the panorama that was right out in front of us, and we walked. And I wasn't paying attention to how much the silhouettes would look awesome against the yellow light pollution. Mm. I just wasn't thinking about it. I was just thinking that would be good to walk straight out from the camera. Yeah. And, it and we took several out. shots to see what distance was going to work best and stuff like that. But then once we once we saw the reflection with the yellow behind us as a light source, we are just like, okay, this is golden. we got to make yeah. this work. we got to go far enough to be in it and close enough to be big. Yeah. So I'm really glad you took the effort to make the pano because I didn't. I was feeling rather lazy that night, <laughs> and I really didn't even care to do even a pano of the amazing scene that was before us. But I'm really glad you did because you came up with something that and had us in it too, which is something oh, that I didn't yeah. even think about doing. And it just was fantastic image. It's one of my favorites. It really tells the story of what we've been doing for the last two years and just our like awe and worship of the night sky with our hands up. It mm. just tells the story of Photog Adventures. I wish you could see our faces in this shot, but it it's just so solid as yeah. a silhouette. And yeah, so that's it, it absolutely is. my favorite shot so far that I've ever taken. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to think of myself now. Like you just give me some good stuff. Like I love Escalante too, but is it my natural favorite? Natural Bridges though. That shot in Natural Bridges was so much effort to edit and mm. I love that shot myself a mm-hmm. lot. Is that your favorite? That is one of my, that is definitely in the top three, I think, of one of my favorite definitely images. Definitely in the top three. Yeah. Is depending on the, the depending on the wall it's in the room. On. <laughs> depending on the room. Um, <laughs> Those of you who love Fly the Concords and Oliver Constant references to it for the last two yeah. years. Thanks for bearing with us on that. Thanks for laughing, (laughs) Jordan (laughs) Yance. Dependent on the room. Yeah, I really do love that Oachoma Bridge uh, (laughs) image. I did put a lot of time editing that because I knew it would turn out. I was hoping it would turn out as well as I remember taking it and putting the effort in that panel, which made this crazy seashell curl that the panel was loaded, you know. (laughs) Yeah. And unwrapping that thing in Photoshop and being like, oh, yeah, this is going to work. This is so awesome. (laughs) So what's in your other top two then? Um, You say it's in your definitely top three, but what else would you put up there as your top two? I mean, your 50 millimeter panel of Devil's Garden. Devil's Garden, definitely in the top three. It's our cover art for the podcast. It's that great. And it just really has beautiful, strong rock towers that are complemented by green air glow lit night of and, Milky Way and just really sharp stars because that 50 millimeter was just soaking up a light like crazy the and I just texture. dialed in the focus just right that night it was great and you didn't overexpose so you had all of that mm. really bright spot in the core mm. not smudged and overblown and clipped right. it has texture in it because right. you didn't overexpose yeah almost like a sandy beach texture yeah it's, just, it's really love cool love it yeah. okay there's two what's your third <sighs> and you kind of went over this when you went through it the end of 2017 and 2018. So in 2018, what's your favorite shot of 2018? I really had a lot of fun shooting the waterfalls. I think maybe one of the waterfall shots 
That's one of my not favorites. your best image, though. But is it my best? Even though you have an I emotional like connection to it, yeah. I'm going to say no. Because I love you the place. You got better shots. I love the shot, but I'm working on getting my supreme best shot from that area. So, um, Anything from Faroe Islands or Iceland stand oh out? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Faroe Islands. Unbelievable. Um, I do love the sunset that we got at Kelsoy. That is unbeatable. I mean, as, a, as, a, as an experience of being there, was just unbeatable. You can't yeah. beat it. What was your composition, though? I don't even know where your camera was. Man, it was all mm. over the place, man. It was everywhere. I mean, I was all over the place. You could handhold most of the shots. Yeah, I did a, I did a pretty big pano, and I did a handheld pano. Um, that that big rainbow. It was almost a complete solid circle enveloping mm. that that peninsula. It's just yeah. a gorgeous shot, you right. know. And I haven't even spent time developing that yet. I just put them on our Dropbox's raws just to show people. Look, people, this is the raw image. Like, just say there's a JPEG, no editing, mm-hmm. and you can see how amazing. It's like, yeah, it's yeah, you can see it's dark shadows because I'm exposing for the sky. But holy moly, like this was real <laughs> life. This is insane. So for those um, of you track, keeping track in the audience, he has not decided to picture in 2018. I, I haven't. <laughs> uh, not really. I still have to. I, I I don't know. We'll save that for our end of the year video. We really need to podcast. sit down with our, we really need to sit down together and just put out like, just like, here's our, my 50 favorite images. And now let's, let's go through and, and nix them off and call it, call you know, you want to do that and, to build our portfolio. We bring in our top like 30 and yeah, then together just we need to do that. I think. Yeah. And really, Okay. Critique each other, critique really, each other, yeah. and be like, "This kind of sucks." And, and then present it to you guys, like our top twelve that we. All right, cool. Let's know, do it. Yeah, let's do it. That's that's my idea. So, quick final stat: talking about our YouTube channel and our podcast, because that's our content. Really, is we are Photog Adventures, are a podcast and a YouTube mm-hmm. channel. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, sometimes things don't work out, and sometimes people are really liking something, despite the fact that a lot of people like it. There's a lot of people who hit the thumbs down button, which is my least favorite feature of YouTube. <laughs> I know. It's not because it hurts my feelings. It's because I just don't There's get no, any criticism from it. I don't have no, no idea feedback. what you're bad. It could be that they hated one transition. It could be that the music was too loud. It could be that they hated the choice of song and they put a thumbs down on it. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, YouTube doesn't even tell me at what point in the video they hit the thumbs down, whether it was paused at a certain minute mm. or if it happened before they even lost. Like maybe there's someone out there who just hates Photog Adventures and can't wait for a new video to go just thumbs, thumbs down. down. It's like, take that. I'm going to thumb down the S out of this video. You know, it's just, I wish they'd just tell me, hey, I thumbs down this because you guys went to the Grand Tetons and I'm all excited about seeing more stuff. And then because you guys were blocked off on the road so much, you didn't get to do as much as I was hoping you would do. So this video made me feel like I was going to see this, but I never did. Mm. You know, that's feedback we can answer, but just and YouTube can make that happen. If you hit <sighs> thumbs down, just type a sentence. Why? That's all we want. Yeah. Why? 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 Was it Steve be more cri- <laughs> Was it Steve perchance? Why could you be more helpful with your criticism? Or what did you say? Be more productive? Or be more constructive. With your, yeah, be more constructive with your criticism. So, uh, yeah. So when you look at our most like lopsided score, the most dislikes to likes, it is our Star Tracker versus single image video that I created oh, okay. and your 70 to 300 millimeter review. Nice. That's now, the most polar. <laughs> yeah. Nice polarization. Both of these videos are in our top like seven videos mm-hmm. and yet they're the most disliked to liked. Nice. So it just proves the point that all news is good news. And if a bunch of people hate your video and watch it, it still gives you 
credit in some way. Yeah, you're still getting views, right? And I was doing a versus, you know, Star Trek is better than single image, blah, blah, blah. So people were probably disliking my opinions of the single image stuff or disliking my opinions of the Star Trekker stuff, and they were more willing to hit that thumbs down that video. (laughs) And then for some reason, the 7300mm video just gets completely ribbed by four or five people that have commented like, well, it's like an hour, there's like a minute and a half of just you walking around and then you get to the review. And it's like, sorry, man, this is Photog Adventures. We're not doing reviews where we sit down with a, you know, a stick up our bum and try and tell you exactly what the DXO mark is for this camera. We're, right. just, we're out there using it in an adventure and we talk about it with love. Honestly, I don't care what the DXO mark is for almost anything. It's like, <laughs> yeah. give, give it to me and let me use it. See and then I'll show I you what it. I like about it. Yeah, that's, right. I mean, Tamron real world. 15 to 30 millimeter score isn't the greatest like for sharpness versus the 16 to 35 Canon. Sure. But it gives us so much with the vibration control, the mm-hmm. awesome 15 millimeter versus 16. This is a great fish. It's a great wide angle lens. It's awesome. It, it is. It's not the most perfect lens, and I can't wait for them to upgrade it, update it, so they can they have did. like drop-in filters and we're and getting stuff, it. It's and this and I can't wait to get my hands on it. <laughs> oh, where can we get our hands on it? <laughs> so those were coincidentally the most disliked ones. Interesting. Yeah, there's one that we've done in the last month that they didn't like, and I can't remember if it was just, I think it was one of my Milky Way ones. And so mm. when I changed the dates from all time to just September 8th of 2018, one of them dropped out on the list. Mm. And so I think it was just a new video that I did. So huh. It's so funny how those people, they're just, these people are just critics yeah. and trolls or whatever, <laughs> and they just... Uh, Whatever. The good news is that we it's don't funny. have any video with more than 35 dislikes. That's actually pretty good. And that I, one that I'd has. I'd say that's a good sign. Right? And the 35 dislikes is actually on Royce Bear's video. There's 30 on Royce's and 30 on my Milky Way one. Mm. But there's also over 1,000 likes on it. Right. So, I mean, talk about the ratio is incredible. Right. It's like, did people just dislike it just because they didn't <laughs> yeah. know? We, we fail to know. please everyone all the time. You know, oh. that's going to happen. Oh, uh, I guess so. Sorry, guys. <laughs> for failing to please you right now, I apologize. <laughs> Some of you have already turned on this podcast. We're not, we don't please off. you. <laughs> <laughs> so what's our last okay, question? last question of the night. Uh, what's your favorite listener adventure? Oh, our favorite listener adventure? Yeah, because we've done a few of them <sighs> in the last two years. Listener adventures that I went on or listener adventures that we featured in the podcast? That we were part of, that we participated in, okay. that we set up and had people meet up with us and hopefully more than one person shows up. Kind of. Let thing. me do two, which okay. is going to seem kind of stupid because they're pretty much what I just said for my favorite picture, uh-huh. but Listener Adventure in Oregon Coast was awesome. Yeah, it was. I mean, you guys, you're going to have a chance to join us again and there's already seven people who've committed and I'm putting up a website that I'll talk about in a podcast that's coming out you know, this week, very soon. That's going to talk about this adventure specifically and where we go and what we did and just what to expect if you join us on the Oregon Coast Listener Adventure. Totally yeah. free. Just join us. You just find your just days a, that work out to be there. Yeah, you just have to pay for your own lodging and food. Yeah. I'm not gonna find the money there, to pay for your food. Find the money to pay for your hotel. And then it's more, more or less like a meetup. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And that was absolutely an awesome one last November. I can't wait to do it yeah. here in a few weeks. Kyle, Kyle met us with, with us more than once. Hey, and Kyle told us that he was going to ask his girlfriend to marry him in Italy or Europe. Uh-huh. And well, at least I know they're engaged. They have engagement photos out there. So Ooh. congrats, Kyle Kephart. Awesome. Congrats on on sealing the deal. Seal deal. Now you just right. got to get it all the way to the wedding, okay? Mm-hmm. And don't worry. The wedding's not important. It's the marriage. So... <laughs> Do it. The right wedding's from one the day. Start. The marriage is the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad idea. 
Mm. Which I guess I can't give any marriage advice. I'm getting a divorce. Uh, uh, That's too bad. Next subject. The next subject (laughs) is that our trip down that you didn't even come to because you got sick right before we left. And then I ended up going the wrong direction. Yeah, it was a great photog misadventure. When I hung out with Kathy and Jeff, that was the weekend where I met Jeff and met Kathy. Good people to meet. Some solid people to meet. I'm sad I missed it the first time. But I made up for it. Did meet him the second time. You made up for it. (laughs) (laughs) We went to House on Fire Ruin. We went to Natural Bridges. And we also went around the area of... (sighs) No, I guess really we only went to Natural Bridges that other night. Mm, And uh, Valley of Fire during the day. Or House on Fire Ruin during the day. Yeah, And that I haven't actually been to yet. Mm, No? No. Ah, you gotta go. I know. You will go. You will. Yeah. So that place, that was a fun listener adventure. We only had two people, but it's just Kathy and Jeff were a blast to hang out with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. The first night, I was a little you know, nervous because Jeff's like, hey, just come stay with me. We had to get a hotel. It got too windy and way cold, so we're not camping out there. So I got a, ho- I got a hotel room. You're free to join me. I'm like, I've never met this guy. I've only talked to <laughs> him on and Facebook. he's big and he's kind of intimidating. I had no <laughs> idea how big he was. I, everyone's bigger than me. They're taller than me like kids. And so I'm thinking, dude, just man up, you're going to go talk to this guy and you're going to stay in his hotel room and be fun, <laughs> be fun. And I'm like, I'm thinking, oh, where's Brendan? Because it's nice to diffuse it with three people instead of just yeah. one-on-one. It's like a blind date. <laughs> I have a blind date where I'm sleeping with him like immediately. And it's like, I hope I'm not boring to him. I hope I'm fun. And then immediately I knew, okay, I could be best friends with this guy. This guy's hilarious. Yeah. He's awesome. He's really, really he actually friendly. actually appreciates a podcast. <laughs> and he's very open about what he doesn't appreciate. And he gives a lot of great criticism and yeah, help. He, he gives really good constructive criticism. Actually. He's become my wise confidant mm-hmm. about things. And he, he'll point out things like, Aaron, you need to stop doing this. And I'll, okay, Jeff. Okay, I'll stop. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> so Jeff Peterson, man, love you. And thanks for being awesome from our very first date when I knocked on your hotel room door and you gave me, luckily, a separate bed. There's a separate bed. Too I didn't have good. to like oh, Abraham Lincoln it that night where I hung out with my buddies in the same bed. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what was your favorite nice. listener adventure? Because you keep missing them. <sighs> You know, I, I really like the one at Silver Lake that that uh, that we met up with. Um, oh my gosh, I don't remember his name now. Daniel Lindhart. No, he went with Drew, me and Drew Trav. met up with us later that night. But there's an older guy that met up with us. Oh, that local. wasn't Silver Lake. That's Mirror Lake. Sorry, Mirror Lake. Tom. Sorry, Tom. Tom, Reynolds. Tom met us. Yeah, Tom met us in Silver Lake, and then Drew met up with us later. And we really hadn't spent he much time. Silver Lake, Mirror Lake. Mirror, oh my goodness. <laughs> I've been to Silver Lake like two times the last week, so that's why it's like hard to get out of my brain here. <laughs> so when we met up at Silver, he did it immediately. It's a good thing I'm not editing this anymore. What the heck is going on here? <laughs> I just can't say Mirror Lake for some reason. Well, possibly could be the fact that it's we, 1.37 in the morning. Yeah, maybe. Might have something to do with it. <laughs> um, we, we met up with Drew uh, later that night, and it was cool because we really hadn't spent much time or any time. Was that like our second time hanging out with Drew? We, we met him at the... We, we met, him, met him, once him at Royce at, Bear's at presentation. Royce presentation at the library. Um, we talked to him for a few minutes, and then that was the that second time. May have been the first time out with our cameras. Yes, I think he that was. came with me once before. Then when he came with Trav and I in the morning for oh, a Milky okay. Way at the Silo and Trestle. Okay. And we had the dang the light pollution, crazy yellow light oh, pollution that's that right, ruined like some it. Weird construction thing or something. Was yeah. Going on. So that was another listener adventure light. where we went local and just oh true. Geez. So true. Yeah, I think Drew and I had done that before the okay. Milky Way in July. Okay. And so that, that experience turned out really well because we got some pretty good shots that night and we had time to really talk to Drew and get to know him better. And that's really, 
it's really awesome how these things turn into like friendships and now right? they're like working with us and we're doing stuff with them all the time and it's just really cool I've how that works. I've talked to Tom probably once a month. I mean, Tom probably wishes I said more. We've had conversation back and forth about his GoPro Hero 6 mm-hmm. that he got. We had conversations about this. He asked me, hey, where's that video? When are you going to put it out? I mean, we've, we've talked to each other and so mm-hmm. I've seen Tom constantly and I do love it. Yeah. So I, I really like that listener adventure from Mirror Lake a lot and then I like the one where we met in Oregon and met up with John Maurice and with Kyle. That was really awesome. Uh, great place. It was my first time out there to Oregon. And so it was, it was awesome. It was some locals just really enjoy the scenery together. It's just been, it's just been great. The memory that comes the most to my mind is the memory of that morning in Newport. Where we took pictures of the bridge. That to me was just a, it was just an awesome moment. It was just in an Newport. awesome memory of mine where we had that bridge silhouette, the sun rising, had some great colors, great reflections in the water. And just got to wander on the beach and just chill. Even though it was early in the morning, it was like a perfect morning. It was great. Yeah. And how was that Newport? Yakina I think it was, but I'm not. Head Lighthouse there, but the city's called Newport? I think that's I what I think you're called. right. I think you're right, man. Yeah. I, I, I'm talking about how much I love Oregon, and I can't Newport remember Bridge, that Newport Bridge, I think, is what it was, yeah. <laughs> right. But it was just a beautiful area, easy to get along the coast and walk up and down and get that silhouette of that bridge, and it was just really fun. I was sad that my lens fogged up. But uh, with a little bit of you know fog in the center of it, so I got blurry images after. It's funny that, you but... got that that morning because the first time I ever had it fog up on myself too. Yeah, we spend so much time in the desert, we forget that if you <sighs> hold the lens against your clothes as you're looking at something on your back, you have that condensation that's happening now on the inside of the lens because mm-hmm. you make contact. It did not wipe off, and it's like, yeah. oh boy. So I'm just like throwing in silicon packets like every chance I get in my backpack <laughs> now, and for that you know, for that same thing to happen again. So yeah, beautiful memory to have um, and good shots. I don't even know if I've really even processed a really good shot of that. I think I've got something decent. You know how many times we have said that oh comment? Gosh, We've got to just kick it out of our minds, telling the audience that we haven't processed that picture yet. It's just like not important I, I'm just sure, anymore. Well, I mean, we're not Kirk guys. I mean, seriously, the guy hasn't processed like anything for we're, 30 years. We're not as bad as Kirk. <laughs> At least I'm not as bad as Kirk. <laughs> that's what you're saying at your point. Sorry, Kirk, you're under Sorry, the bus. <laughs> I just keep, we just keep making the joke that Kirk's daughter is going to be inheriting all of his photos to process <laughs> and his final wish will be like please edit my photos whatever you do don't give it to Aaron and Brendan just <laughs> do it yourself I have 80 terabytes of unedited photos <laughs> these 80 terabytes are yours <laughs> the poor child will have the lifetime of work ahead of her <laughs> so we have adventures coming up in the future we have to- so many sweet places like C.R. Bainter we wanted to hang out with him in New Mexico and we haven't done it oh, yet yeah. and out in New Mexico is a place with these Amazing. bats in the cave that come flying up on schedule and we can see him exit Ooh. the cave Kirk was telling us about that so we have so many cool adventures coming up yeah. I gotta remind you guys in quick summary Photog Adventures now has a Sunday adventure video that comes out every Sunday on on Wednesday there is Milky Way Wednesday that will be at 7pm Mountain Time then there is on Thursday a live okay live Milky Way Wednesday by the way a live presentation by Drew and Brendan for Gear Time Live on Thursday at 1pm Mountain yeah. Time Yeah. and then we have on Monday I think we decided one o'clock, right? Or was it noon? Somewhere around there. Yeah, let's just I, say one o'clock. Yeah. One o'clock, Monday moment of envy every Monday, but only on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So we have produced video on Sunday. We have our Facebook live Monday moment of envy on Monday. Wednesday, a YouTube live 
Thursday, a YouTube live, mm -hmm. and those are all the guaranteed videos that we'll be doing. On top of the fact that all of our stats point to us saying, do more tutorials, do more tutorials, and do more gear reviews. Brennan's sufficiently covering gear, gear reviews. Time will be gear reviews, so that and will so cover that's that. that's going to be awesome. Plus, Tutorials will be sprinkled here videos. and there. We're going to do tutorials here and there and sprinkle them in and as And they won't as we always do. be the Sunday video. I'm going to try and right. just do them regular days. Because I have a Snapseed tutorial that I want to work on. I got some pretty good shots of uh, Golden Gate Bridge on my phone, straight from the phone, so I can edit them in Snapseed and show people how to use Snapseed with their iPhone awesome. photos. And, yeah. you know, I used it a lot for my Milky Way stuff when I needed mm -hmm. to just edit quickly and didn't want to worry about it. I just wanted to appreciate my photography. It's a great little it's app. It's a great little app. Yeah. And when we do our Monday Moment of Envies, and I apologize to you, Envision underscore or Philip Candelaria, because we just barely featured his video yesterday mm -hmm. or his image yesterday, and we didn't do it yet. But in the future, our Instagram feed, Photog Adventures, is going to be more of a focus on you guys as well as our adventures. Mm -hmm. Brendan has his own Facebook Instagram feed and I'll take, take Astro Photog and make it my own and we'll feature our photography there constantly but we're going to feature a lot more of your guys' story, your guys' work your guys' awesomeness and we're going to give a Photog Adventure of the Day uh, Instagram post mm. We're going to mm -hmm. start out with two to three times a week, and we might move on to more like every day because there's just so many great shots that you guys share that oh, are yeah. listeners or YouTube followers that we want to feature and tell your story because this adventure is about you guys, and we love to tell everyone that you went out there and you got some awesome shots because yeah, you just so kept going. We can follow hashtags now. Instagram's done that now. So if you guys put hashtag Photog Adventures in your images or if you just do the at Photog Adventures and, and uh, tag us, then uh, we can search that really easily and find, you know, who's been tagging us and using that hashtag and tagging us to, uh, so we can post it and, and feature you guys on our, on our Instagram feed. So. Yeah, and that's going to be awesome. Yeah. So thank you, guys. If you are enjoying this content and you've enjoyed the podcast, you've enjoyed YouTube, don't thank us. Thank our patrons who thank are patrons. putting their real yeah. money there to say we support Photog Adventures. We want you guys to keep doing this. Here's a tank of gas. Here's five to ten dollars towards some gas this month. Mm -hmm. Get out there and do something fun or funny and have a misadventure that we can laugh at you about. Yeah, that's all. It's all great. <laughs> so thank you guys. Episode ninety four complete, and we're gonna come back and talk more about our future conferences in the next mm -hmm. episode, and some other things that just uh, we're just so excited to talk about and bring to you more and more cool content. Thank yeah. you so much. Have a good night, guys. See you guys. See you in a couple days.